Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. Today I'm speaking with Lena Youssef, a Palestinian-American soil scientist, Khalifa University chemistry professor, and co-founder of the skincare company Delarta. She talks about how she and her business partners got the idea to be the first company in the UAE to harness the nourishing power of vibrant green local plants you see growing everywhere. Those are the ones that get barely any water to create an all natural, all local, all sustainable skincare line. Uh, I'm with Lena Youssef and uh, welcome to the living. Thank you. So I just want to start out because you're a soil scientist. I mean, that's intimidating for me to talk to you because I know you're very, very smart. But what do you study to become a soil scientist? What goes into all of that? So actually, like, um, if you look at my background, it's multidisciplinary uh, with respect to sciences. So I started my education in plant sciences. Uh, so that's what I, I uh, my undergraduate degree is in botany. So studying plants, how they grow. And then uh, for my master's degree, I pursued a master's in biology. So kind of, and I focus more on microbes and microbiology. So I, I developed an interest in understanding how plants and microbes interact with each other. Um, and, and what holds them together is the soil environment. So plants grow on soil, microbes exist in the soil. And it's essentially the medium for this communication. So I decided to pursue a PhD in soil science. And that's when I realized it's a multidisciplinary um, um, science. So people come from all walks of life. So you have physicists, you have chemists, you have um, biologists. Um, so, so again, if you think about soil, soil is a non-renewable natural resource. Um, it supports plant growth. It's how we produce food. It also, it's also involved in um, combating climate change. So it can be used as both a sink and a source of greenhouse gases. So land management is part of the discipline of soil science. And this is where I became interested. I became interested in this whole aspect of, you know, A, we're terrestrial beings. So we have to understand this medium that we exist on. Um, and this is where I developed an interest in studying soils, um, soil science itself. So both from a chemi chemical, biological, and physical aspect. Okay. So I, if you look at my research pro profile, I actually did cover the whole realm with the, the various publications that, I've, that I have. So. And you work at Mazdar Institute? That's where I started my career. So Mustard Institute um, previously uh, was a graduate uh, research-focused institution based in Mazdar City. And a few years back, 2017, there was a merger that took place and it's now part of Khalifa University. Um, so now I'm part of Khalifa University. I'm with the Department of Chemistry. Um, and this is, um, I guess you could, you could still call it Mustafa Institute because most of us are still there, but we're just under a different name. Okay. And what's your, what's your job there? 
So uh, presently, I'm an assistant professor of chemistry. So I teach um, and I do research. So I have a research group um, and I focus on plant metabolomics. So we, uh, we look at the different diverse chemicals that plants produce. And we look at avenues for the use of these chemicals. So in health applications, um, also agricultural applications with natural pesticides, there, it's honestly marvelous. Like the, the diversity of chemicals produced by plants, it's just, um, especially here in the UAE because of the environment, um, it's super hot here. There's limited water. Um, so there's all these stresses, yet you see plants grow in the desert. And the question is like, how do these plants survive? And the chemicals they produce actually play a very big role in their survival, in regulating their, their growth. Like they're perfectly suited to be here, which is why you see them thriving. Yeah, I mean, it's the first thing you notice when you come, um, if, you drive on, if, you're, if you're driving along the roadside and, and it's, it's complete desert, you're gonna see all these shrubs, super green shrubs, by the way, like neon, some of them have a neon green color. And you're, you're wondering like, how can they grow without any input, like there's no man, uh, ex like extra input that goes into supporting the growth of these plants. So that by itself, I think is a miracle. I mean, right now, if you go out, it's starting to get warm, right? Um, I was on the farm yesterday and I was about to collapse. It was only 9 a.m. And I was like, how could, like, it's crazy how hot it is, but these plants are able to withstand direct sunlight um, with no water. And they're, they're, they're actually quite vibrant. So it's, it's quite interesting, you know, like when we think of plants, they, they don't look interesting, but they're actually, <laughs> their biochemistry is very interesting. I mean, they, they can survive, they, they're the only, they, they, can, they can take carbon dioxide and fix it into organic carbon to support them, right? Like, we, like we're, we're heterotrophs, so we eat other things to support us, but they're able to use sunlight directly to support their growth. That's I mean, this is like very basic fundamental stuff, but I mean, that's, part of the awe of like studying plants uh, in, in, its, in its itself, right? So. So metabolomics, it's about the, what is the metabolome? So the metabolome is, I'm sure you guys might have heard like of transcriptomics, uh, genomics. So the word omics means studying everything all collectively together. Um, so in the past, when technology wasn't as good as it is today with the analytical instruments and platforms that exist, we used to study things in isolation. So we used to focus on one chemical um, and, and quantify this one chemical in isolation. With metabolomics, you can essentially take a snapshot of all the chemicals produced at one time and measure their quantity, look at changes over time in what this picture, so essentially you're, you're creating a movie, um, but this movie's made, the pixels are these chemicals. Um, so this is what metabolomics is about. And it's, it's it, it has a lot of useful applications, um, like even from a, from a health perspective. So let's say you know you're diabetic and you want to see um, it, how your 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 hormones and um, you know all of these metabolites are produced by the body, how they're shifting. So instead of studying one hormone, you could actually study collectively what happens to the entire um, uh, hormones that are produced by your body all at one shot. So it allows you, um, it gives you a wider bird's eye, right? With respect to what's happening. So instead of you, you, you might've missed something with metabolomics that allows you to explore and potentially identify something that you would have missed on otherwise. So. Is there a way for you to say when I'm driving down the road and I see a shrub and it's thriving, 
is there a way for you to sort of like just generalize about sort of how many chemicals are going on to create that health and is it, is it, it, it it's 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 crazy i mean like what i work with i work with extracts so it's a it's a bit biased so what i do is i take a plant uh i take like, let's say a leaf and then i do an extract of that leaf so and when you extract from this leaf you're using a solvent so you're you're being biased somehow you're you know if you use a water solvent or something uh that's more organic you're you're going to be selective slightly selective with what you're isolating um, so based on what we've seen, just by using water, let's say, as a solvent, you, you can isolate up to 8,000 metabolites um, all in this one extract. And again, that's bias. We didn't really extract everything. There's other things that we haven't looked at. So it's actually quite a tedious exercise if you want to capture the whole realm. Mm -hmm. So again, um, there's always limitations for everything. But, um, but yeah, 8,000 is what we are looking at. Um, and a lot of these are unknowns, by the way. So when we're using these analytical platforms, um, of course, again, it's all dependent on the structures that we know, the chemical structures we know and the library that we have. But then there's unknown structures and unknown chemicals. So that also opens an avenue for other types of research, right, to kind of classify what these chemicals could be. Um, so it's actually a very, um, there's so much room in this, uh, in this area with respect to like research and discovery, um, but it's quite tedious, but it's still exciting. But technology allows us to kind of, uh, it, it streamlines a lot of our efforts. So somewhere along the line, you started to get a business idea. You, you looked at these plants, you're like thinking about what keeps them thriving. And then, and then tell me how this happens because you have a company called Delarte and you you've launched, you've got skincare and creams. And so tell me how it went from you doing this work to you having this. So, um, so I'm not the only founder of the company. Um, there's two other founders. Um, the company started as a result of, um, a curious mind that walked into my office. So Saeed, who's a, who's also co-founder, um, was a former grad student working with my research group. And I remember when he walked into my office, he, he came into my office asking about something completely different. Um, he came in doing an assignment on a different course, asking me about soils, right? And as it, when he walked into the office, he gave me a little present. And this little present was, he creates his own bath bombs and creams and, and lotions and stuff like that. And he's so creative. And I could see that he's so passionate about like these, these things that he's making. Um, when I asked him, what kind of research do you want to pursue here at Mustard Institute? Initially, he was going to go into desalination, which is like removing salt from water. It's a very important area, of course, of research, but I didn't feel like there was a drive or interest or motivation. So um, the more I spoke with him, I realized he has a natural passion to learn about plants. I mean, he, he doesn't come from a plant science background. He's an engineer in training. Um, but he knows, he's like the dictionary of plants in the UAE. He knows every single plant that grows in the landscape. Um, and he used to kind of just extract oils and stuff from these plants, but without really understanding the chemistry. So this is where, you know, I said, listen, you know, you could pursue your degree. You could pursue research in this field. And this is where it all started. It started with um, Saeed walking to my office. We started looking at different plants screening them for different um, applications. We focused on skincare because that's, that's what his area of interest is. 
And several of these plants uh, we've noticed had really high antioxidant uh, levels. So that's where the curiosity started in comparison to, to what we call control groups, right? And then we decided to send those extracts to France to a, to a lab um, where they, they focus on skin. So we don't really study skin, but we actually outsource this kind of this research aspect. And the information that came back was very, very interesting. Um, a lot of these extracts have wound healing properties, um, depigmentation potential, you know, like when you get like dark spots, um, anti-aging, so they, they um, induce collagen production in the skin. So it just made sense to, to, to incorporate these extracts into skincare um, and also highlighting the beauty of the native plants that grow here in the UAE. So we filed um, a patent through the university. And when he graduated, we just out of the blue decided, listen, there was a competition out there called, um, it was in Dubai, Mad, Mad Entrepreneurship. Um, and we participated with very little expectation, to be honest. We just did it on a whim. And we, we won. We won that competition, which was essentially, um, they offered us to, a business license in Dubai to start the company and a lot of in-kind support. But it didn't make sense to us to start in Dubai because we're Abu Dhabi-based. So I took this prize and I went to the university and I said, can you leverage this with actual funding so we can start the company here? And that's where the connection with Catalyst it's an accelerator based in Mustar City. It's a joint venture between Mustar City and British Petroleum. So they support or they, they're interested in startups involved in sustainability, uh, renewable energy, that kind of thing. And we pitched the idea. They loved it. We joined the program. Uh, that was two years ago. So it's been quite the journey. We actually took something from lab to market. So there was a lot to learn in the process. I mean, there was so much to learn about how can we bring this new extract never been used to the market place. So it's been an incredible learning experience for us. Okay. So Tetriana Catarensis <laughs> TQ, how do you say it? Yeah. TQ, Tetriana Catarensis. You got this right. Okay. So this is your first product containing TQ. How did you figure out to just, cause you're going to have more. Um, Correct. But how did you, how did you hone in on this one? Cause it's, this is the first time for doing this, taking these extracts from the UAE plants and, and doing this, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a lot that goes into like thinking about logistics with respect to like, um, so sustainability is something we really care about. Um, and also we, we, things we thought about is, okay. So the, the nice thing about the Tetrina catarensis plant, it's the most abundant plant in the, in the desert. It grows everywhere, literally, like it, it's everywhere. Um, and it's a perennial, meaning if you cultivate it, you can continuously harvest the shoots and allow the plant to grow. So there's, there's a sustainable mechanism for harvesting from this plant. Um, it also can grow on super poor soil. So with respect to like fertilizer input and water requirement, it's water requirements almost nil it can essentially like use very little water to survive it doesn't need any fertilizer and this is where from a scientific perspective i'm always curious about how do they get their nitrogen to support their growth and i think there's microbes in the soil that support um that help them that's the plant microbe interactions part um so for us it made sense because it's the most abundant so it's available um it's a perennial so we can sustainably cultivate it um, from a sustainable angle of water and, and resources to maintain this plant, it's quite low. Um, and then, of course, like the beneficial properties of these plant, this plant. 
and it's it's not really a food source. So we're not really competing for food. So when you're thinking about land use for food or you know fodder or anything else, we're we're not really competing for that. Um, and we're growing, we're cultivating these plants on marginal soil. So this soil is typically not suitable for anything with respect to agriculture. So this is also part of our long-term vision is to showcase soil regeneration um, using native plants. It takes time, but it works. Uh, we've seen changes over the year that we've cultivated our plants. Um, you look at soil structure. So when you have like saline destroyed soils, it tends to be dispersed, broken. Um, it, it, it's very prone to erosion when there's wind. So in the last year we've noticed from cultivating these plants, on our farm. So we're trying to co-cultivate these plants with edible crops to showcase potential farming in arid regions. Um, and we've noticed the soil from a physical angle, from a physical aspect has improved drastically. The amount of organic carbon also increased. Organic carbon is the most important thing when you think about soil quality. Um, salinity has also go gone down. So we measure the amount of salt in the soil. So these plants are able to sequester, like take up some of the salt in their biomass. Um, and, um, honestly, like for us, it's a win-win, like you're using this plant for cosmetics and health, but at the same time, you're also restoring land. So for me, my passion lies in, in, in environment, in the environment and soil regeneration, um, arid farming. So it's, it's quite a nice blend with our passions coming together, Saeed and I, yeah. um, and the, yeah, so that's, that's how this, the company started initially. So and the then there's a third founder as well. Oh yeah, sorry. And that's your uh... my sister, my sister <laughs> Sara. <laughs> so she, it, it's funny because she she came after we formed the company. Um, but again, like Said and I, I mean Said's super creative when it comes to arts and 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 that kind of thing. Um, we were struggling a bit with like branding and marketing and because um, you you know that kind of like angle and Sara has that background. So she had just moved back from um, Qatar where she was working in the film industry. And she was involved in quite a bit of work with like this kind of, a, the stuff we need essentially. Yeah. So initially she started helping us and I was paying her gym membership. <laughs> so that, that was like the, you know, the, the payment, thank you for supporting us. But then the more she got involved, she really developed a passion for the, for the, for the, for our, for the company, for our products. She loved our products. So it just made sense, like you're a founder equally to us because without her, you know, um, the company wouldn't have reached where it is today. I mean, we, we're, we all kind of bring something to the table, um, all, all three of us, you know, so this is where essentially we, we're the three founders, um, Sada, myself and Said. So how many, okay, so you've got this line now using the TQ. Yeah face wash, face cream, face mask. I've tried them. They're awesome. I, I really love the feeling. Um, how many other plants potentially are there that you could work with? So there's, so we're, we're focusing right now on desert plants, but there's also a lot of interesting coastal plants that grow. Um, so we're thinking about introducing um, a coastal line in the very near future. We're also looking at um, other plants that can grow in this, in this heat. Um, so I don't want to give too much information, but we are working on a collection right now. Um, and the actives are coming from a tree. Um, and we're, we're looking to, um, it's going to be a very cool, uh, refreshing 
let's put it that way, uh, collection uh, that's going to come probably in the next six months. So we're really excited about that. I don't want to give out too much information, no. but we're also, uh, as part of this existing collection, the TQ collection, we're, we're introducing two additional products, um, a serum, a concentrated serum, and a lip balm. Because this plant has healing properties, wound healing properties, like chapped lips, that kind of thing, we believe it's going to be um, very useful for rejuvenating lips. So that's, these are the two products we're, we're introducing in the next few months. And of course, like completely, completely different than when you walk into Boots and buy a face wash and a cream, what you're getting there, what are chemicals and probably plant extracts too, but what you're, you know, you're, <laughs> what are you getting when you- I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Look, I think, um, so we're, we're, we're in the natural product. Um, we're in the natural uh, skincare market. Let's just put it that way. So natural meaning um, things come from either nature or they exist naturally on this planet. So including minerals, minerals are natural uh, things, right? So we're, we're, we stay away from like um, synthetic materials. So even, you know, to, to extend the shelf line of a product, we always go for something that's natural based. Um, we also don't, we don't like to use any um, perfumes or, um, you know, things that have a pleasant smell, but are not natural. So we, we use essential oils to give a very mild scent. And because our, pro our products are unisex, so this is where, uh, you know, we're, we want everyone to have good skin. Um, we try to be as neutral, gender, gender neutral as possible with like the sense that we come up with. Um, and we, we, we target all skin types. So even with the essential oils we select, we try to minimize potential um, allergies that could come up. So we're different from Boots because I think what makes us unique um, is first of all, we're a UAE based start, startup where we are using um, science developed in the country. So this is kind of different from like the status quo um, we're not simply just mixing chemicals. I don't want to call them chemicals, but like, we're not simply just creating potions. There's a lot of research behind, um, the products when they're finally in the market. Um, so it's, it's translating research based in the UAE into markets produced in the UAE. So again, this goes back to like, um, it's very exciting when you see the transition in the economy here in the UAE. So it used to be an oil-based economy, and now you're starting to see this diversity, uh, come in from a knowledge base, from a industrial. Um, so we, we, we're excited about being part of this uh, movement, let's, let's call it. Um, and um, yeah, so, I, so that, I, look, there's good products out there, you know, but I think what makes us unique is like I said, um, we, we use plants that grow in the UAE. And I think there's something unique about these plants given the harsh environment uh, of these plants. So, if, if these plants can survive, can you imagine like these chemicals, what they can do for you? This is how we, this is, this is kind of like the, the mentality behind things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so. And it's sort of like, I think people move here and they're arrogant. They're like, nothing grows here. Nothing like, you know, and it's just, obviously it's not true. It's all around us. Nature's all around us. And these. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like the coastal area is actually very interesting. Like, um, I mean, if you just go kayaking on the Eastern mangroves, the, 
um, the mangrove for forest in the eastern, it's called the eastern mangroves. Um, you'll see all these like other plants that are growing, co they coexist with a main mangrove tree. Um, the mangrove tree itself is an interesting tree, by the way. Okay. Because it's the only mangrove tree that can survive under this harsh climate. So it's a gray mangrove. Avicenna marina is the scientific name. Um, it's the only it's the only tree that was able to survive in this environment. So it, it this plant is this tree itself is also very exciting. Um, and then you see all these other shrubs that are growing in the water. So they're somewhat sub, submerged. So if you think about coastal plants, they're actually probably more interest. I don't want to call them more interesting than desert plants, but they have this added um, this added stress, especially coastal. The the plants that are sometimes submerged, sometimes not submerged. So in addition to heat and water and everything, they have to, to deal with something we call redox stress, which is, um, you know, when you, when you have levels of water going up and levels of water going down. So the amount of oxygen available, it really manipulates like the environment itself. I mean, this is too technical, but the point is like, there's an additional stress there that's also um, that they have to deal with. Right. So, which, wow, this is amazing. And I guess it seems like sort of this guy, like you could be making, you're not going to run out of plants is what I'm trying to say. You're not going to run out of plants to explore and make products out of. No. And also, it, so, so desert plants is one thing we look at. We also, we're really into this concept of a circular economy mm -hmm. um, where we, you know, we, we maximize the uh, lifespan of something that enters um the, the life cycle, right? So we're, we're extending the life cycle of things. When I say things, I mean um, any, anything produced or manufactured or, or, or so for example, like you're, you're producing um, fruits, right? Um, typically things might go to the landfill, but instead of going to the landfill, like we can actually potentially um, maximize the value of this resource by using it for something else. So we extend the, uh, the lifespan of a product. So in addition to like desert plants and things like that, we're also interested in exploring um, waste management. Um, so not all types of waste, we focus on organic types of waste, like plant-based uh, plant types of waste and avenues for their reuse. And um, so that's something we also look into so potentially how, in the skincare market. Okay, so how would that work? You mean like what, when someone's cutting shrubs and, and that kind of thing? Like someone's cutting, yeah, someone cutting shrubs or like you have all these farms producing all this foliage that's not being used. Um, you know, you could compost it or you could actually look at the value of um, maybe extracting stuff from this waste ah, okay. for its use in, in health applications and agriculture. Um, so the point is like, traditionally you think you use something, you throw it. Right. The question is, how can we maximize the utility of this product once it's available before it ends up in the landfill? Or does it even have to end up in the landfill? Like, can we continue to recycle it? Um, so that's something that we we're very interested in, especially focusing on agriculture, um, uh, agricultural residues, um, uh, materials used in agriculture. So, for example, in hydroponics. Um, traditionally when you're growing plants in hydroponics, you, if you're using something called rock wool, you just throw it out, right? Can it be used for something else? 
So these are, this is essentially like the, the thought behind a, a circular economy with respect to agriculture or, but yeah, so. Even so desert plants is, so the point is, yeah, we're looking at desert plants and that's exciting, but we, we believe there's also other opportunities that we can, um, we can look into here in the UAE without having to look outside of the UAE. So anything that's produced locally, um, instead of it ending up in the landfill, can we somehow reuse it or transform it into something else, you know? And all your packaging is really minimalist too. And, uh, yeah, you don't have, you, it doesn't come in like boxes. You just go, no, I mean, that, that's why, like, I hate boxes. Like when I go shopping, like I tell them, don't give me a bag. Don't give me like, don't like, for example, when you go buy, like when I buy shoes, right. I don't want the box of the shoes. I just want the shoes. Right. Same thing with like, why, why do we even need these boxes? It's just a waste of resource. Right. I just think I'm going to be putting the box. Yeah. Like I, I'm always, it's actually a hassle. Yeah. Like you have to deal with the box. You know what I mean? They say you don't want the box. I say, it happens every time. I'm like, no, I don't. I just want the shoes. Yeah. I actually, I not like even bags. Like when I go sh like shopping, um, I don't, I don't use bags. Like I just, it's a hassle for me because I don't know what to do with it. And I don't want to participate in, in, um, creating waste. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So we're quite minimal. Uh, we chose aluminum because, for now, we chose aluminum because it's compatible with our with our ingredients. Um, but aluminum was the most the right choice for us because it's lightweight, it's recyclable, it's very easy to recycle aluminum, um, and and um, we like the kind of science scientific feel it has, okay. like this like silvery. Um, you know, you'd imagine you're in a lab somewhat. That's what I. Feel. So it looks it looks nice. It looks nice, and it's naked and. Um, it's, it's completely usable, you know, afterwards. It's so rare that it's not plastic. So, so rare yeah. that you don't have like some sort of plastic in your shower. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Well, Lena, this is exciting. Like it's super, it's so neat to see people just look at what's here and create this. And obviously if these plants are doing well, imagine what it would do for your skin. I already feel like mine is, I've been trying for about a week. I already feel like I'm uh, like, like for me, um, I love the face wash. That's like my favorite. It's great. What's this? Is there a smell? Like, I can't tell. There's a, there's a, there's a mild smell. Yeah. Hopefully it's not an awful smell. It's got like a, it's, it's, it's earthy. It's got an earthy smell to it. And I think the reason is because if you actually open the bottle and like pour some in your hands, you'll see that there's pods, like actual biomass. And we thought that would be cool to kind of, um, a, if you, it could be kind of a good exfoliant because it's biomass, yeah. but also it, it gives that natural kind of feel to the product. It's almost like you're out there in the desert. I mean, I don't know if that sounds good, like if you want to, you know, but. I think it smells clean. It smells and feels very just clean. Like it's just a really yeah. consistency. Anyway, um, I'm already a fan. So uh, I'm really impressed with what you guys are doing and looking forward to seeing what you come up with. And thanks for talking to us about plans. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Thanks for hosting me. <laughs> I think I used a lot of technical uh, language and that's, I get too excited sometimes. No, I interviewed some scientists in my time and you are, I, I immediately, when you started talking, I was thinking she is so good at explaining this so people can understand it. As I've spent some okay. interviews with the scientists where I'm like almost crying inside because I don't <laughs> understand anything they're saying.
<laughs> yeah, you really get at that. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming and um, we'll keep everyone posted. And where can they, where can people order this? How can they get it? Um, they can, they can visit our website, um, www.delarta.com. Um, so we have an e-commerce platform. We're also in faces.com um, on faces.com and in faces mall of the Emirates in Dubai. And they can come and visit us. We're going to have pop-ups throughout the year. So they can actually come and visit us in our lab, in our mini, I, I want to call it our container, our mini lab and, and get to meet us and, and that kind of cool stuff. So they can come there as well. And Mustar City. Okay. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.